Hi everyone, my name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. With me today is Parthana Chandran. Thanks for joining me. No worries. So, I'm very interested to hear, um, I don't actually know where you were born, but I'm very, actually, I'm very interested to hear about what your experience has been so far as a woman of color in Canada. Um, so, I was born in Bangalore, India. Um, it's a city kind of in the southern part, like in the middle. And I lived there for about three years, and then we moved to Canada. Um, we moved a couple of times, actually. We started off in Edmonton, Alberta. And then we moved to Thompson, Manitoba. So that's like seven hours north of Winnipeg. And then we ended up in Ontario, in Mississauga. Mm -hmm. um, so your question, what is what is it like being a woman of yeah. color in Canada? And did you find mm -hmm. a difference between like your experiences in Western Canada and in Ontario? Um, I think a lot of my experiences are just like personal, like to me specifically. I think even within our own family, like my sister had a completely different experience. Um, I think a lot of it just has to do with our personalities. Um, so for example, like throughout school and elementary school, like um, I didn't really fit in with anybody, um, whereas my sister did. So like, um, I don't know if culture had a part to play in that, but um, that was mainly just personality differences. Um, uh, of course, like in the Western parts, like for example, like Thompson, Manitoba, like we were one of the few families that were like Indian. There was, yeah. I don't think there was really any other Indian family in that city because it was small. Mm. And there are a few ab Aboriginals, but not really um, like South Indians. Mm. Um, so um, I think I actually was thinking about your question like recently mm -hmm. um, because in my own family, like I guess I have a lot of struggles. And I think um, I was talking to my sister and these spring up from the fact that we are Indians um, with parents who grew up in India and were raised in that culture and then they we came here and my sister and I are trying to fit into a completely different culture which is Western society yeah. um, Canadian or American culture um, and our parents still have an Indian mindset so there's a lot of friction mm -hmm. between the way that they think life is supposed to be done um, and the way that we see our generation um, our culture as we interact with people and uh, just the way that they do life and how we're trying to fit in with that mm -hmm. so there is a lot of friction because I guess growing up you try to please your parents because yeah. they're your authority figures so I know I've personally have struggled with that a lot um, and that has affected like so many different areas of my life whether it comes to um, education like what should I study um, what type of job I should get along with that um, dating life um, as well as like marriage, like social circles, who to hang out with. So culture has affected all four of those like aspects and there's a lot more. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and so that's, you know, largely you see it as the difference between Western culture and Indian culture. And you really feel that in your household, mm -hmm. um, within Western culture and your experience outside the household, have you felt, um, you know, have you felt you've been able to go through life fairly easily or do you, you know, we hear that there's a lot of discrimination against people of mm -hmm. color, women of color. Have you felt that a lot or what have your experiences been? I actually haven't experienced that a lot. Maybe it's just because our society is changing and there's so much emphasis on um, giving females equal rights, things like that. Um, and even now, every time I apply to a job, you see, are you a visible minority? Are you a female? Are you a veteran? Like they give importance to these um, 
groups of people. So maybe just because we're in that period of time where we're shifting and trying to fight for equality for everyone, mm. but I haven't experienced any like, um, like struggles trying to, for example, like get a job um, because of these specific criteria. Mm. Maybe I am. Maybe that's why I'm not getting a job. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I just don't know about it, or no mm. one's like come to me at my face or like just open discrimination. I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Yeah. Um, in in your adult life, have you? What are the kind of the largest differences you see between your experience and your sisters? Because you mentioned in in school it was evident, but how about mm-hmm. now? Um, so you're asking like, what are the? Um, in terms of you know your sister's experience in society and in life versus yours mm-hmm. about like her interactions with the rest of Canada, let's call it. Um, I think. To some extent, it's been difficult as long as we're trying to follow our parents' set, like, pattern of life. Mm -hmm. Um, You can either try to follow theirs or try to follow cultures or make up your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So I found that as long as she was fighting against, I guess, some of the advice that was given to her, um, she would be struggling in other things. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, like, um, I, for example, like, a lot of people are encouraging um, with me, especially when it comes to like job, career, like they see the work that I've done and um, they really like commend me for what I can do. And I really appreciate that. So I, sometimes I get a lot of support outside the home um, compared to inside. Sometimes in some areas I get support inside the home compared to outside. Um, so it's, it's a balance. I think um, her personality is different. So she just goes through life in a different way than mm. I do. Um, and that's, that's completely okay. I guess you'll find that in every culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that, you know, I think about is how we say Canada is very accepting of other cultures. And so your parents moved here and were largely allowed to maintain their Indian culture. Mm -hmm. Do you think your life Mm -hmm. would maybe be easier if they were more forced to change towards Canadian culture rather than being assimilate into Canadian culture? That's, I guess that goes to the question, like, what is Canadian culture? Mm-hmm. Um, is it that we all dress a certain way? Is it that we um, think a certain way politically? What would what would you say is that Canadian culture? Because I guess we're in Toronto, mm-hmm. and there's so many different cultures that makes up Canadian culture. Yeah. When I was speaking with a, a gentleman who moved, who immigrated from China to Quebec, mm-hmm. and he said in Quebec there's very much this idea of French culture mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it was tougher for his parents because they weren't, they didn't have their Chinese community as much. Mm. Um, but it was very easy for him to just be accepted. And like, that was the norm was your French, right? Mm. Once you get through that, whereas he says now living in, in like English Canada, mm-hmm. it's different and very much. So the groups all keep their own identity mm-hmm. where in Quebec, it's more of an idea of you are now Quebecois. Hmm. I think there's great value when people, for example, if I moved to um, Iraq and I learned how to speak Arabic, I think there's great value in being able to um, relate to the people in your area, in your geographic area, and, for example, learn the language, um, start living life the way they do so that you can relate, so that you can do business, so that you can just live life with them. Mm -hmm. So I think... 
because most of the time the people that are going to help you are the people around you, the people that are closest to you, the people that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can go into a culture and adopt their way of life, it'll help you live in that society, in that um, area. Um, so I think it would have been, it would be um, beneficial for other cultures to um, be customized with the way that, for example, Canadians do life, just so that as a society we can function together. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when we um, have these differences and we just emphasize these differences, like, sure, it can be okay, but um, are you going to treat me the same way that you treat someone else who's a, who's a white uh, Caucasian person? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, then it becomes a problem when we're trying to work on something together, if you give priority or preference to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're working for the same company, for example. But I think there's great value in being able to like assimilate in a sense. Sure, um, of course, like your beliefs um, might be different and that's the case as we'll find out for mm-hmm. most people. Yeah. Um, but there's great value in learning from each other and just learning how to do life from other people also. Mm-hmm. There's not exactly a right or a wrong way when it comes to um, how you do the dishes or um, your procedures inside the house, yeah. for example. So I think there's a lot of harmony that can be created instead of focusing on our differences. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's definitely interesting to hear that perspective on it. Um, mm. Shifting gears a, a little bit. Um, so this might surprise, you know, I say this is surprising to me that you're actually uh, a fairly devout Christian. Um, and <laughs> Really? I, and yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely like when I think of Christian, it's not a woman of color. That's not like the default assumption mm-hmm. of a Canadian Christian in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not often associated with Indians that, mm-hmm. that I think of, but it's, um, actually a quite important part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to hear about kind of, you know, how you view yourself with, you know, being Indian and a woman and Christian and how that all factors in. Mm-hmm. Wait, going back to the, what you just mentioned. So, what would your um, picture be of a devout Christian? What is your I, I image? S- I still think my image of a Christian is like an old white guy, right? Like that's still <laughs> what I think of uh-huh. uh, when I think of Christian. And you hear, you don't often hear of many young people like owning their religion, right? Like it's seen as mm. kind of it's. I feel our generation is quite dismissive of religion overall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, they're a Christian, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, um, I'd love to hear your perspective because from what I understand, like, and from my experiences, people are now actually more dismissive of Christians than they are of women or, or Indians, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the narrative you hear a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Sure. Um, I think you mentioned that people are dismissive of Christians, uh, and that's definitely true. I guess from a Christian standpoint, we know that persecution is coming, like Jesus promised us that. So I'm not sure. Um, I know you're familiar with what we believe, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so the whole persecution aspect, like we know that's coming. Um, it's been promised to us in a sense. Mm-hmm. But when you started off, you mentioned I'm not, for example, I'm an Indian girl um, and I'm only 24 and I still have such a strong faith and you mentioned that a lot of people in our generation aren't really strong in their beliefs so um, I guess I could show you 
a lot of people who are. So maybe just because I am familiar with that circle of people, mm. um, there's a lot of people who do read the Bible who are asking these questions. And you'll find that a lot of people in our generation ask these questions, but they won't push further to find out what the truth is. Um, so I know you've recently started your own exploration of um, different faiths and religions. And sometimes with our generation, we're just too stuck up. For example, in university, it's um, just school and partying, for example. That's like mm -hmm. our culture. That's what we focus on, right? Yeah. But um, I've been exposed to, for example, even the Bible from a young age. And you start asking these questions and you try to find answers to those. Um, so I'd love to hear, yeah. like, you know, you are a member of like youth Christian groups. So I'd love to hear yeah. what that experience is like of like a group of 25 year olds who mm -hmm. like are devout Christians. Because that's mm -hmm. very unusual to me. Okay. Um, so, oh, can I say one more thing yeah. that goes back? Okay. Um, it's funny because you mentioned that I wasn't the typical Christian, but mm -hmm. I guess in India, like yeah. everyone there is brown, for example, yeah. right? So all the Christians are also brown. Yeah. Um, the Muslims, the Hindus, they're all brown. Mm -hmm. So I guess it might just be a culture thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you go to China, like all the Christians will be Chinese. Yeah. Um, but you, okay, so yeah. So going to a youth group, I actually go to two churches right now. One is New Life Bible Chapel in Mississauga and the other is Harvest in Oakville. Mm -hmm. And um, we have youth groups in both of them. Um, keep in mind the size of these two churches is very different um, the, the purpose of the church is just like mainly for the local area so that people in that area can fellowship together mm -hmm. um, so we both we have two youth groups so um, these two youth groups so the first one at New Life it's it's a bit smaller we have maybe a maximum of like nine or eight to ten people mm -hmm. um, we have meetings once a week um, it's led by young couples in our church and we talk about all sorts of topics. Um, so the basis of our church is that we all read the Bible. We know what God's word is and we come together um, to hear teaching from the word of God. Mm. And the same pattern is, um, is carried throughout our youth meetings. So we talk about all these difficult questions. Right now in our youth group, we're talking about dating and relationships, like what should the dating life look like mm -hmm. um, of a Christian versus what the rest of the world and society thinks. Yeah. Um, so these are all like great topics that relate to us and challenges that we're going through currently. Um, we do do Bible studies. We sing um, songs together, um, so hymns or worship music, um, and we do pray together. So mm -hmm. we're there for each other. A lot of times communities will have support groups, um, clubs, teams. Um, our group is for the purpose of glorifying God and to um, help each other in our walk with God. Um, uh, I don't mm -hmm. mean to cut you off, but I'm interested, you know, when you talk to the average, you know, let's call it university friend who's not a Christian or even religious in any sense, a mm -hmm. lot of our peers were agnostic or atheist, they'd claim, like mine in university. Uh, what are what are what do they respond with when you tell them about you know all this dedication you have to the church and to God? I think some of them are just surprised. Um, a lot of them will just think about it. It's something that they'll come back and tell me later, like, "Oh, you're a good person. Um, it's great that you're involved in either like 
this organization or this charity because they know the church is about doing good things mm. but really that's not the message that christians intend to give at all the message is that we're sinners and that we need <laughs> jesus for salvation not yeah. that we're good people yeah. um look at my look at all my like works that i've done here um mm. what have you done not like that yeah. right so i think a lot of times people get the wrong message from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and until they see us being persecuted and shining in that light because we trust in God, then um, the real message isn't really gotten through. Um, and what do you think of, again, like what I often hear about Christians is that, you know, they're the persecutors, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 especially in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Like the Christian majority mm-hmm. has forever persecuted all other minorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your response if people have that idea about Christianity? Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't even lie. There's a lot of groups out there who claim to be Christian who um, don't show the same love and the same judgment that Jesus showed in the Bible. So it's frustrating for us Christians also. Um, and it's, it's sad, um, especially nowadays with a lot of like activists, um, when it comes to, for example, like gay or lesbian um, rights, and they'll, it'll be another form of hate crime, which is wrong. Um, even Jesus, when he um, was hated and persecuted, like he didn't retaliate. Uh, he, he took the suffering and the pain on himself. So that's that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, keep in mind when we when we judge other people, I'm not speaking for those Christians who are like um, doing these things, but as a Christian, like when we judge someone, we're supposed to judge ourselves and see um, have we met God's standard and we know we haven't. So what right have we to judge anyone else? Mm-hmm. Our goal is to just um, point them to Jesus Christ. It's not to condemn them. that's God's job. Mm-hmm. So it, it is challenging when we come across those groups. Um, we don't mean to support them, but we just wait patiently and we just, um, I guess, shine our lights in our little corner of the world, wherever God has placed us. Yeah. We can't be responsible for everyone, just like in any group. Um, you'll, there'll be your people who are outliers, mm-hmm. who, are, um, who might profess to do one thing, but in their actions do a completely different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really great to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one thing that you know we've talked about before is mental health, and you know there's this growing epidemic in Canada and the U.S. with mental health problems and with this seeming like lack of community, especially for young people. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I, it seems to me that religion is such a good solution to both of these things, right? Um, can you tell me kind of your perspective on? how those are, you know, interrelated. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, our mental health, so I can, I'm speaking from my own experience, mm-hmm. so a lot of our mental health issues is because we feel like we lack something or we want something that we can't get. I want this job. If I only had this job, my life would be better. If I could only live in this place, my life would be better. If I could only be this soccer superstar, my life would be better. But mm-hmm. once we get there, we find out that it's not what it promised to be. And so we're left empty and disappointed. Um, And I'm struggling with this myself right now, like how to be content with where I am Mm -hmm. and find um, happiness and satisfaction in what is around me, the people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did the sermon, I think one or two weeks ago was just on this and it's talking about um, 
that who is who is really happy and blessed in this world is it the people who are rich um is it the people who are successful who are fame who are powerful and popular um even those people are depressed right like we'll see a lot of examples but the people who are truly blessed are those who keep god's word and like follow him um and only in realizing that there is a creator and that we are the creation and knowing our place and um being able to just submit and because we all worship something mm-hmm. um there's a famous quote that says i if um if you don't worship god you don't worship nothing you start to worship anything or everything mm-hmm. i think i messed up the wording a bit but um it's powerful it's saying that um something has to take that place of authority and significance in our lives mm-hmm. we'll put anything up in that pedestal and so with being satisfied it's knowing god and keeping his commandments um as a christian it's that relationship with god um and knowing why we are here on this earth and where we are going and where we came from mm-hmm. so those things um keep me happy there's a second part to your question around the community aspect as well um and how yes. that like just like there's a, there seems to be a very strong community around any religion right mm-hmm. and there seems to be a lacking of community for a lot of young people these mm-hmm. days. Um there is a strong community, there are strong Christian circles. I would say even within those circles there's a lot of Christians who do feel lonely, who feel like they can't fit in. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like that for maybe 2 or 3 years at the church that I went to, but I realized that even my satisfaction and my joy um my that feeling of belonging didn't come from just being plugged into the community it came from god first mm-hmm. because he needed to satisfy that part in my heart that made me feel not alone mm-hmm. you could be in a room full of 100 people and you could still feel so lonely yeah. right because you can't connect so once my relationship was got with god was um right then i could start just loving other people mm-hmm. and it's I think you'll feel the happiest when you're loving and serving other people rather than looking to have all of your needs met. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that definitely um, makes sense. And you know, I I don't quite know how I feel about God, but for me, like when you say you need to be like feel God and be like content with God, to me that also means with yourself, right? To me those are mm-hmm. in in my beliefs right now, those are the same and I think that's what people lose and actually like the the some of the best conversations i have and some of the best people i meet are religious people and i'm not mm-hmm. saying you know my non-religious friends are bad people mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. they if they truly like are working on god or themselves in some way um and i i you know i follow more perhaps more like eastern philosophy stuff but it's just this idea that it is just that idea of you know there is something greater than myself and there is some objective standard that's impossible to meet mm-hmm. and so who am i to cast judgments on anyone who hasn't met my standard when there's mm-hmm. i can never meet you know the standard the standard yeah exactly and so yeah. have you found um in in your circles have you found like something similar of like a difference talking to you know people on a spiritual path versus not because there really seems to be like i believe in our generation like 
this lack of spirituality and, and they're trying to find it in new ways because mm -hmm. they're very dismissive of traditional religion. Mm -hmm. um, have you had similar experiences in that regard? There's been several people who are have been um, searching for the truth. So I know a lot of, for example, even with Christianity, there's a lot of denominations. Mm -hmm. um, I remember someone saying just a few weeks ago that um, the Anglican Church will be gone within like a couple of centuries or they they were saying something like that but even within um christianity there's a lot of people coming in coming out like searching for the truth mm -hmm. um and for example even in our church i think the past two or three months we had a couple of baptisms so people who had been searching for religion who had been um looking for the truth and um they did their research on the religions and um they were able to find out what the truth is. So it does take that curiosity in each person's mind mm. to start that that hunt for what is the truth out there. Because mm. um, if you don't ask any questions, like, sure, you'll go through life, you'll have your problems, um, but you will you'll never get the answers that'll satisfy your soul. Mm. Um, but once you start asking these questions and you truly search for the answers, you you will find it. Mm -hmm. um, you just can't give up and you have to keep searching. Yeah. Um, so I think our generation, sure, maybe once like once old age hits them, once pain and problems hit them, mm -hmm. that's when we start thinking a lot of times, right? When things are going easy, then um, life it's just easy to coast along in life. But once yeah. the trouble comes. Um, maybe once you lose a leg, once you get into a car accident, that's a lot of times when people call out to God for help. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's very fair. <laughs> um, we only have a couple minutes left, mm -hmm. and I always at the end try to bring it into politics because it's such a pervasive thing right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd love to hear what your thoughts are as you know a Christian woman of color about you know we hear a lot around you know women of color are so. Um, marginalized and it's so tough right now um, so I'd love to hear just your thoughts on like that message and kind of what you view as the the political climate right now I personally don't think I can talk from a politics standpoint because mm -hmm. um, I only have my own experiences so I'm not familiar with what everyone else is experiencing I can just talk about um, my own struggles when it comes to um, functioning in society, mm -hmm. but I don't think I have the authority to talk on um, the political like standpoint for that. So that's fair. Uh, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of people right now who claim to be talking on behalf of you know all women of color, all women, all like there's these representative voices who they don't agree with that. They think they can speak to your experience, to the larger experience. So what would your response be to, to the people claiming that standing? That's interesting. I personally don't mind because um, if they've had struggles and if they're speaking out regarding the discrimination that they've received, um, maybe they see a side that I'm being treated that I don't see myself. Mm -hmm. um, so if they speak out on behalf of me, in a sense, that's okay. I can't control what everyone is going to say. Mm -hmm. um, so from that perspective, I 
um, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like they're doing anything wrong. Um, I think everyone on some level fights for their rights and needs to speak out. Um, and some voices are just louder than others. So that's okay as long as they're not, again, discriminating on anyone else. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, mm -hmm. great. Thank. I really appreciate that. Um, and thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. I, I really appreciate that as well. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Thanks, David. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and join us next time in the safe space.